You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. I'm Ida Ray, Certified Divorce Lending Professional with the Divorce Lending Association, and this interview is part of the Divorce Literacy Series, and today I have with me Alex Meeks, who is a family law and an estate attorney. Welcome, Alex. Oh, thank you so much. It's lovely to be here. Oh, thank you for for being here. We're, We're really excited to have you. Would you kindly tell us a little bit about your uh, your background. That'd be great. Sure. Um, I was licensed to practice law in New York about 16 years ago. Uh, I spent the first decade or so of my practice actually representing children in family law matters. So in um, in family court in Brooklyn, New York. And from that background, I really bring a family focused attitude to every matter that I encounter. Um, I moved to Maryland about four years ago. And since that time, I've been in private practice, um, mainly doing um, estate planning, estate litigation, and family law. Um, So the litigation background is really, really helpful in planning because I've seen how things can go awry. (laughs) And I love helping people um, get solid plans in place, either through, um, you know, custody or divorce agreements on the family law side or on the estate planning side through their estate planning documents to avoid those, uh, litigation nightmares. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Where do you spend most of your time in the family law space? What, What kind of, um, like, is it, so you're trying to avoid litigation, you said. So are you, what else, this mediation, yeah. collaborative, what did, tell me, tell us about that. So I'm trained as a mediator and I'm also trained as a collaborative attorney. Um, I love deploying those where I can. Um, I also sometimes will help people in a more limited uh, capacity than like, representing them in the full litigation. Sometimes people just need an hour or two of good counsel and they don't necessarily need, you know, an attorney for their full, their full matter. But I also, you know, I also represent people as their full attorney in a litigation. So you're also an estate attorney. So could you tell us about how the family law practice and the estate planning practice sort of overlaps? What are the issues that a divorcing couple should think about? Yeah, there's a lot of them. And I, I definitely feel that having background in both helps me on both sides to give people a fuller um, idea of what pitfalls to avoid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So One thing for divorcing couples that I'm always telling clients is to take a look at their beneficiary designations. So when you sign up for retirement accounts or life insurance, a number of different kinds of policies, you're indicating in a form who you want to receive those assets if you should um, pass away. And um, in the state of Maryland, at least, divorcing doesn't change that. So mm-hmm. it's really important that you, if you don't want that spouse to be the person, now that that spouse is an ex, if you don't want them to receive that life insurance policy, you need to change your form. Very important. 
Um, some other things are addressed automatically. So um, if you've named your spouse, for instance, in your will, mm-hmm. uh, it'll they, they will automatically be removed from the will when, when you are divorced. Yeah. Um, at least that's the case here in Maryland. Um, mm-hmm. It's really important that people take a look at their state laws and know like ha- how the divorce impacts their estate planning. Um, but it's also important to go ahead and revisit that document, right? Um, maybe you've named, you know, your spouse will will be erased as it is, um, but that doesn't mean that you have someone else placed in that position to receive that asset or to serve that role, whatever it was where their name was. You want to make sure you have someone else in that place. And also importantly, I think a lot of times people forget you know, maybe you've named some of your spouse's um, extended family. You know, maybe you named your sister-in-law as your personal representative and you're going to want to revisit that. That might not be who you want in that role anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then on the flip side, Ida, I think it's important when you're divorcing um, to make sure you're looking, thinking about death when you're drafting your agreement your divorce agreement. And that's not often the top of mind. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But um, so say you have small children who are going to need support over many years. What happens if your ex passes away and they're no longer able to pay your child support? You know, sometimes people will put a life insurance policy in place or plan otherwise to ensure that that child will be cared for and supported. So it's important, you know, to look at those things. And then the last thing I noted here to bring up also was um, to address the family home um, because a lot of times the family home is a big deal in a divorce and who is going to get the family home. And it's more and more common, especially with uh, with mortgage rates being higher for people to decide to keep the house together for a period of time, whether that's indefinitely or even just for a shorter period of time. So it's important to remember that if you're married, you're probably owning that house as tenants by the entirety, which is a special way you can hold title. And once you're divorced, that's no longer the case. And so that really impacts your rights and obligations around that property and what will happen to it on your death. So, you know, it's super important that you meet with the right professionals to find out how the divorce is going to impact, you know, your rights and obligations around your property. How about, I just had a thought when you were talking, I thought, well, wait a minute. Um, and I haven't noted, really, I don't read the section, like the section where you address the death of a parent mm-hmm. uh, and then you have the guardianship issues. Uh, what, you know, what if both parents pass or one parent passes? Does Do, nor- do you normally address that in a divorce agreement? And if not, where does it, and if it's already addressed in a will, as you know, it's a, you decided maybe somebody that you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to take your children because, you know, now you're divorced. So maybe you could address yeah, that. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, when you're divorced, you're each putting together your own estate planning documents separate and apart from one another. So each of you is going to list who you would like to be the guardian of your child in the event that you pass away. And this would be an unlikely scenario, but an unfortunate one. If both parents were to pass away while that child is still a minor, mm-hmm. then whoever passed away second, that's okay. the person whose guardianship designation would be relevant. And the others would be, 
wouldn't be considered by the court because they're not the person um, who's passed away at the time the child is needing that care. Mm-hmm. So I do encourage people to talk about that and get on the same page about it. Um, even if they can't agree on many other things to have that continuity um, between the two uh, wills is definitely preferable if you're able to make that kind of an agreement. Yeah. Now is that, is that, so that would, that sort of a modification would not be in the actual divorce decree, but would be in a, in a will. It would be in the will. I mean, I suppose okay. you, you probably could um, agree in your divorce decree that both of you will name, you know, a certain person as the guardian mm-hmm. in your, in your will. Mm-hmm. Um, but a will can be amended at any time. Right. Um, yeah. So as practically speaking, someone could change that designation. Yeah, that's true. Because if the child is two or three at the time of divorce, and then we're talking 10 years later. Yeah. yeah lots of things happen. And then also it's yes. important to remember too, that the court always reviews that decision. So mm-hmm. just because you've named someone as a guardian in your papers doesn't necessarily mean the court will agree. They still have to find it's in that child's best interest to be um, under the guardianship of that individual. Okay. And um, have you run into any scenarios where you have a blended family, which I imagine might be a bit complicated? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like how do you, so you might have younger children and maybe there's some from each spouse. Do you have some thoughts on that? Yeah, that does. It comes up a fair amount, Ida. And um, on the estate planning side, there are certainly some tools you can use to address um, address that. Because just as I was saying um, before, that anyone can is free to change their will at any point. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine mm-hmm. a situation with a blended family. Maybe um, the father has children from a previous marriage who he intends to um, leave money to. Um, but then he also wants to provide for his now spouse. And so how do you ensure that the spouse is taken care of for their lifetime, but that the spouse doesn't then, you know, if they just inherit everything outright, they can rewrite, they can write their will however they want and write out the children, right? And not provide for his children. So what we would typically do in a situation like that is trust planning. So there are very common types of trusts that are set up that can provide for that spouse during their lifetime. And that they can benefit from those funds during their life, but that preserve the the corpus of it, preserve that those assets um, for children or honestly whoever it is that you wanted to provide for. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. And do you have? Did I miss anything? Do you have any thoughts that uh, really should be said for the benefit of our listeners that we didn't cover? I feel like. Um, the overarching thing that I would say on both sides, mm-hmm. on the family law side and on the estate planning side is um, when it comes to divorce is just to be really, to have clarity and really disentangle, right? So I hate to see people go through a divorce and then they're left with um, where they're still entangled financially in one way or another, and there's not clarity on how that's going to be handled, Um that's never good. So you want to gather a team of professionals who can guide you through um, making sure that your divorce agreements, that your estate planning documents, that all those things are clear and that they align with one another. Um, 
I've just seen so many people do it themselves because they think they have a simple situation, but I've seen lots of simple agreements leave people in a real pickle. (laughs) So it's always good, you know, to speak with a professional, like assemble your team. Um, I don't always know all the answers. And when I don't, I deploy, I, I call in my trusted professional friends like you, um, to help me in, with advising my clients well about the issues, maybe where I need, um, you know, some guidance. So I certainly encourage clients to do the same, to assemble a good team and then make sure that, um, that they've got clarity on what their agreement says. Yes, that's great. And if you had to give any other than that, any other heads up uh, uh, sort of advice in either arena, you know, family law or estate planning, what would that be? Is there anything else? Yeah, I'd say um, it's worth spending some money to get it done right the first time rather than trying to do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. And well, that's great. I so appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for letting us uh, interview you today and give some wisdom to our listeners. And would you kindly tell us what is the best way to contact you? Maybe, I don't know if it's your website or phone number. Yeah, my website is probably the easiest way. Um, In fact, um, potential clients um, either in New York or Maryland can make at least a quick initial appointment with me right on my website. Um, and that's www.acornlawllc.com. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time Bye today. Now. Thank you, Alex. Take care. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.